55 now. Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Now, are you sufficiently stirred up, or I need to come out there and tickle you? I got a water bottle here. I could I could spritz you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah 55. Amen. You came. You're supposed to have come, and you came. And that's great, but now you have to do the next thing, which is hook on with the gift of your pastor and use your faith, respond to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hook on and get this. Get this. Get what you need tonight. Amen. I want to stay on the subject of healing for your body tonight. And uh, as I prayed and spent the afternoon, really most of the day with the Lord today, uh, uh, the Lord just kept bringing me back in my heart to the role of the Word, the power of the Word uh, in the healing of our body. And uh, so I want to spend just a little time stirring you up about that. And uh, I want to leave room tonight to minister to you by the laying on of hands if the Lord would in fact, lead me to do that. So if you have a, some sort of physical need in your body, uh, praise God, or, or something you need to have broken loose. The anointing is a burden remover. It's a chain breaker. Amen. It's a yoke destroyer. Amen. And uh, praise God. You know, Christians are robbed of the fullness of what God has for them because they, they have a wrong um, attitude toward the Word. Um, they have a level of regard and respect for the Word, but their approach to the Word in daily life doesn't equal what the Word demands and what the Word is worthy of receiving. And this is why uh, people can fellowship around the Word, read the Word, and, and stay the same. And just stay the same. And uh, it's just so vitally important that, um, that you, you know, whether it's, a literal conscious thing but you ne- or not, but you never get far from the attitude that what I hold in my hand is divine. It is supernatural. It is not to be treated or thought of or handled like another book. It is not another book. It is a supernatural book. Amen? It is a divine book. And the more weight the Word carries in your life, the more of what God has promised you, you will experience. Amen? Jesus said, take heed not only what you hear, but how you hear. And in the Amplified of that, it says in one place in the Gospels, it's either Mark or Luke, both of them talk about this, but in a a little bit different vein, in the Amplified, it says the measure of thought and study that you give the Word, that will be the measure that the fruit of the Word is measured back in your own life. Amen? So if you regard it a little... You study it a little, uh, you give it a little bit of place in your life, you'll get a little bit of fruit out of the Word. Amen? Praise God. But you know, if you look at some folks who who happen to be in ministry, they're quite visible because of their ministry. But it's not just because of the scope of the call, talking about like a a Brother Hagin or a a Brother Copeland. You know, his ministry, if he's not uh, pierced the billion yet in scope, I mean, he's close and his ministry is producing fruit and has for decades on a global scale. Amen. Not just in salvation, not just in finances, but I'm talking about hospitals and airplanes sowed and souls saved and people healed and disciples raised up and the body of Christ edified. 
And but if you look at his life and as he talks and tells the many stories of different encounters, what God's you can see in him, he is extreme in in comparison to most individuals in his commitment to walk in the light and be a doer of what is written. Amen. Very few people have read Romans 13 around verse 8 where it says, Oh, no man anything except to love him. And when he read that, he went into his wife and said, I just read a verse and we will no longer ever again borrow another dollar personally or in ministry. They didn't have a home at that time. They needed vehicles at that time. And, and you know, in the mind, you, she, you would probably think what she thought. How am I ever going to get a house? How do 99.9% of people get a home today? They borrow it. But I tell you what, he, and it took time. It took time, but he committed himself. We will be debt-free going forward. And God has honored that in his life. God has honored that in his ministry. Everything from the airplanes to the buildings to their homes to the cars and everything. Debt-free, debt-free for decades. It's just, what is that? It's, it's not God preferring one over the other. He doesn't have a special measure of faith that you and I don't have, but His regard for, His attitude toward the Word of God is on a higher level than most people. Don't criticize Him. And what God has done, what the Word has promised, He will do, the Word will do for all of us. But we cannot have a casual, ho-hum relationship with the Word. Smith Wigglesworth, did he do anything for God? He is still doing things for God down here on the earth. He's been doing it for decades. His, his writings, his ministry, his anointing. He hadn't even been here for a long time. Amen? And, uh, but he, he would say this, how do you get to know God? He would say, you get to know God through His Word. He is everything the Word tells you He is. You see, he couldn't even read, but the Word is the only book he ever read. The Bible's the only book he ever read. Amen. He would go 15 or 20 minutes reading the Word, and then he would stop. But then 15 or 20 minutes, he's back at the Word. He wouldn't, if you were having dinner with him, and you ate food, he said, well, we fed our flesh, now let's feed our spirit. I'm just saying, let's get it to healing. There is healing for your body, in the Word. Now thank God there are other mechanisms and avenues in the earth that God has provided. The Holy Ghost is here. He is the manifester of healing gifts. Right? But the gifts of the Spirit, including the gifts of healings, are manifest not as you will, but as God wills. As God wills. Amen? But all the time, every time, we can all be healed through the Word... And really, I want to talk to you for a minute about being healed by the Word. The Word, that's how awesome it is. That's how powerful it is. The Word will heal you. Amen. Let's look at this in Isaiah 55. God is using the prophet Isaiah as a vessel. And he's speaking, and uh, let me see where I want to start. Let's go ahead and start in verse 8. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Then notice what he begins to describe, how things work in the natural. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not thither, 
but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It, His word, amen, will not return unto Him void, but it will accomplish the thing that He sent it forth to do. Amen. Deacon Philip, see if you can make it a little warmer for us, okay? So look at, look at this. It says, My word will not return unto me void. He is expecting His word to come back to Him. He, that, that tells me He did not... The purpose of the word is not so that you can have information. A huge part of the purpose of the word is for you to send it back to Him. Because there is something in it. And that thing that is in it is power. Power to bring itself to pass. So when you come across that word, Amen. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus then that ought to change your life. If you have any respect for the Word, if you have any revelation, any regard, any understanding that this is not a natural book, men alone by themselves did not write it. It is, a super, it is God-breathed. It is God-inspired. It carries the weight of deity. And that God, who made everything, said He cannot lie. It's impossible for Him to lie. And you find the Word that says, I will supply all your needs. According to my riches. If you're not moved by that, then you don't believe the word. You don't respect the word. The word does not have a sufficient place in your heart. And if that's true, listen, don't be beat up by that. I know I'm being bold about it, like as I should be. But you need to stop and go back and you need to study. You need to find out. You need to find out what you have there. And get convinced, get fully persuaded that right, just the, the words are a miracle. The words are a miracle. And God has invested all the power needed in every one of those verses to fulfill what those verses say. So when the verses say, He hates lying, then there is power... In that verse, to drive lying out of you. To produce in you a hatred for saying something that's not true. He did it in my life. I I was a habitual liar. My wife can tell you. I'm I'm not happy to say that, but I just, I made my living as a young person lying to get what I wanted. And I got into adulthood, born again, spirit filled. And I would have these moments where I'd open my mouth and a whopper would come out. And I'm wanting to reel it back in. I don't even know why I said that. I had like a spirit of lying. Until one day she said, Chris, you're hurting our marriage. And I took a long walk. And when I came back, I decided, you know what, i got to fix this. This is just coming out of me. It's not even intentional. What I did was I did a word study on liars and lying. You know, I know you like all the refrigerator scriptures, you know, I can do all things through Christ. And those are great scriptures, I like them too. But don't ignore all the other verses. Where are you weak? I mean, guys, if you have to turn the heat on, I ask 
you know, for not to, but we'll go ahead and do it if we have to. I don't know about y'all. Y'all feel a little cool? Yes. Freezing, okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll, you may be sweating in a minute, so just be careful what you ask for. Uh, hallelujah. And uh, so I took those verses, and I looked at them. The, it, it says, Behold, the Word is in a mirror. And, and I, it, it called me out. It, it told me that I was a liar. It told me that if I didn't change that, I'm going to go where liars go. And all liars, where they go? They go to hell, and they burn in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone. You know, that's what the Bible says happens to liars. And, and so, but anyway, it did not take long. It did not take long. Meditating on those scriptures, exposing my mind and my heart to those verses, and it produced in me a hatred for t- not telling the truth. Amen. Praise God. Well, in the area of the healing of your body, amen, God sent His Word. Notice this again before we turn from this passage. It says, but the Word that I sent will accomplish that which I please, or that which I purposed. The Word will accomplish it if it in your life is returned back to Him. We'll talk about that in a moment. How do you return the Word back to Him? And it says, it shall prosper. Let me look at the Amplified. It says, uh, well, I didn't put that in here, but the New King James says something very similar. It'll prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So go with me back to the left to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. How high is the word? Well, John, in John's Gospel, we're turning to Psalm 107. It says... It says, praise God, that that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, do you see what I mean? The Word is deity. The Word is the second person of the Trinity. When you say Jesus, you say the Word. John reveals in his Gospel, chapter 1, it's the same thing. The same thing. Hallelujah. So Psalm 107 and uh, verse number 20. Let's read verse 19 also. Then they cry. Well, I'm sorry. Let's back up to verse 8. It's even better. 18. 18. Their soul abhors all manner of food. You know what happens when you get really sick? You lose your appetite. Their soul abhors all manner of food. And they draw near unto the gates of death. So we're, we're talking about someone really, really sick. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he tells them, it's not my will to heal you. No, it says, and he saves them. He sent his word. That sounds like Isaiah 5. He sent his word and healed them for the distress. So see, one of the purposes of God sending his word is so that the word will heal you. He sent his word to heal you. And it will accomplish that. I said, it will accomplish that. Just quoting Matthew 4, Jesus said, men shall not live by bread. Modern wordage, verbiage would be, man will not live by food alone. So you're not going to experience a, the life in health and healing that God has, has for you by eating good food alone. You won't get there by diet, though you should be a good steward naturally. There's a place for that. Amen. 
Praise God. But he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. But by every word. But by every word. Hallelujah. That proceeds from the mouth of God. These other things like exercise, diet, sleep, rest, all of these things have their place, but their place cannot and should not be exalted above the Word's place. You could say it like this, man shall not live, not the kind of life God wants him to live, by doctors alone, by medicine alone, by pharmaceuticals alone, by surgery alone. And yet you look at Christians, that's what they look to. That's what they look to. And if the doctor can't get it for them, you know, they'll offer their prayer, but it's not in faith. They don't have any confidence. Amen. And, uh, and they're dying at the same rate the world is dying. I don't know what the COVID positivity rate is. That'd be hard to study probably between Christians and the world. But I would love for it to be less. But I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same. Because the church lacks such revelation. Amen. The Word has got to be more than an app on your phone. It's got to reign supreme in your life. If you're you're shooting for God's highest and best. Now, if you want to probably make it till 70 and then start really breaking down and go out in tubes and waste away in a nursing home, and if that's the way you want to go, then you could probably play with the Word a little bit and, and get that. But I'm shooting for God's best. I I don't know about you. I am shooting and aiming for God's best. Go with me now to Proverbs chapter 4. So, in the absence of Jesus, the Word is the healer today. Rhetorical question. Answer it honestly for yourself. Do you see the Word as your healer? And if you're not sure, the last time you got sick, where did you run to first? What did you run to first? What did you lean on first? In dealing with cancer cases, in my experience, 20 years pastoring, you take a guess. If, if, I had to, if the time slot available was make my doctor's appointment or come to pastor's office and let him read me the word. Which one do you think they picked 100% of the time? They choose the doctor. Does it? I'm not against the doctor. I'm just telling you this mindset and these choices tell you what they exalt, what they are trusting in first. Most Christians view in the area of a lot of areas. You know, the word in prayer, has it come to that? You know, we're down to our, we're down to, it's like we're dying now. It's, it's like the last thing. It's like this guy, you know, that you could tell in that short testimony. He wasn't real interested, but when the doctor got through to him about how deadly and serious it, isn't it amazing? He's seeking her out now about prayer. And thank God, thank God I'm not criticizing, but it shows you where people's brains are when it comes to Do you see the word, just more generally speaking, do you see the word as your answer? Amen. Brother Hagin, he would just train those of us that would listen. In every situation, in every circumstance, train yourself. Ask yourself, what does the word say about this? When you hit marriage problem, what does the word say about that? 
Oh, but we tried that. So you don't have any regard for You lost your regard for the Word. Are you saying you tried that and it didn't work and the Word failed? I hope you're not saying that. I tried that whole tithing thing. Are you saying the Word failed you? Are you calling God a liar? No, no, that's what I, what I meant. And then people want to get all tangled to try to justify their doubt and unbelief and their disrespect toward the Word. But the Word will work for those who bring honor to it, faith to it, regard. And I know you have to have a revelation of what you got there in your hand. If you don't have that, you're at ground zero in Christianity. Because your eternity, your Savior, how do we, what are we preaching from? Where do we? <laughs> it's, it's all coming from this book. Amen. You know, if I, if I push this up, came up to you in the mall and you're eating Chick-fil-A, and I push this up to you, and I push the Quran up to you, and I said, what's the difference? And you're not an expert in the Quran, I'm not either. But you better, you know, you don't have to be. You better know something about why this is superior. <laughs> Amen. I turned away from Proverbs 4. Glory to God. How do you get healed by the Word or through the Word? The Word tells you. Amen. And I know these are familiar scriptures to us, but faith don't come by having heard. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son or my daughter, what does it say? Attend to my words. Most people are, instead, they are attending to their symptoms. Did he say attend to your symptoms? No, he said attend to my words. Well, you won't do that if you don't see the word as your answer, right? If I don't see the word as my answer. My son, my daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, if you have room in your Bible, what you should write there maybe is my part or effort is required. Well, if God wants me to be healed, He just will heal me because He's God. No, that's not what the Word teaches. That's not how you got saved. I said, that's not how you got saved. God did the heavy lifting. Jesus did the big pay in the price. He's the one that got nailed to the tree. He's the one that suffered the stripes for your healing. But you still have a part. I said, you still have a part. Well, God's God. He'll heal you. If He wants to heal me, he'll get, he'll get, when He gets good and ready, He will. Amen. That might be sweet coming out of your sweet heart, you sweet thing. But that's just not what the Bible teaches. And if you would attend to the Word, you would find that out. Amen. So attend to my words. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, for they, what are they? They are life. They are life to who? To those who find them. A better translation, a more modern translation would say to those who discover them. To those who discover them. You know, you got to be like a, like a gold miner or a silver miner, right? you gotta, you got to be willing to move a whole lot of dirt, turn a lot of pages, 
Spend some time. Get dirty to find that golden nugget of healing in the Bible. Amen. Praise God. And again, we live in such a great day, don't we? Where we have so many resources. What would Paul the Apostle do with the internet? Oh my goodness. What would he do with podcasts? What would he do with satellites? What would he do with jet airplanes? Amen. Praise God. Amen. You see, you can measure right now today. You want to make And I promise you, it will measure who clean to the world. Right? You can't blame all the devil. You can't blame it all on our boss. You can't blame it on our spouse. Nothing stopping me from my victory except me. Because I have God living in me. And I have a body. And I have all these spirits in me. Jesus said, there's one in the voice. And the spirit truth shall come. And when he does, he will guide you into all truth. Truth is word and the word is the truth. So you can say when the Holy Ghost comes, he will guide you into all word. He will guide you into all my word. He will make you the things about his word. He will comprehend and get his word. That is a sin place. His heart is a leading end of revelation. You don't have time for prosperity. You don't have time for, to live in divine health. It's amazing to me. You have time for every doctor's appointment. You have time to cut the grass. You have time for this. You have time for all your recreation, all your hobbies. You've got time for Facebook. You've got time for Instagram. I see all your posts. Come on. See, it's just a cop-out. Every human being has got the same amount of time available to them every single day. Well, you don't understand all the stuff I've got to maintain. Get rid of some stuff then. That was bold. Hallelujah. Get rid of some stuff. You know, the vast majority of human beings on the planet, they live a great, joyful, peaceful life with a fraction of what you and I have materially and financially. Amen. Praise God. Don't make me send you to India with Kamal. Amen. He'll show you. Those orphans, they run around. Depending on the season and the inability, you know, whether they have shoes. I'm sure most of them do now. It's a blessed orphanage. But I've seen them without shoes. I've, I've seen them without any of their own personal possessions. And just so full of joy. So full of peace. And they don't know what PlayStation is. Maybe that's why they're so joyful. Maybe that's why they're so peaceful. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So what did he say? We're looking at uh, Proverbs 4, 20, 21 and 22. For they are life unto those that find them, and health, what a word, health to all their flesh. Now, Dr. Uh, Chip Bolio, a minister in our ministerial fellowship, I used this book last week. He, he has this, uh, in, in this passage, he makes this comment. He says the word health here in verse 22 comes from the same word Rapha that is the covenant name of the Lord our healer. The definition from the strong says that it comes from two words. It, the first word means incurable and then the other word comes from the word healing or health. So in other words, it's, he says the meaning of the Hebrew word actually is we have an incurable health disease that no amount of sickness can cure. That's kind of, I'll say that again. The word in Hebrew literally means we have an incurable, unchangeable disease of health that no amount of sickness can undo. Woo! Praise God. You flip that coin over so it's more understandable. It says we have so much health that no sickness can take it away. Where is it though? It's in the word. 
It's in the Word. That's why He said be attentive to it. Pay attention to it. Well, see, if you've never heard that before, now you know it. And whether you believe that when it counts in your life, when you have pain and sickness and disease knocking at the door, we'll find out what you believe about that. Amen? Because if you go home and get busy and just go back to your old ways and never give it the place that He says, if you want to be healed by the Word, He's given you an easy recipe. Attend to this Word. Attend to it. Keep it in front of your eyes. He said, keep it in the midst of yours. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Why? Because those words will produce life in you, and it's medicine, it's health to all your flesh. To all your flesh. To all your flesh. Glory to God. Some of these last phrases about life and and health and medicine from different translations, I'll throw some of these at you. It says, and to one's entire flesh, it's health. They are life to those who find them and healing for their entire body. Because the words are life for him who finds them and soundness for all their flesh. Amen? For they are life to him who gets them. And strength to all his flesh. I like this one. These words are the secret to life. These words, I mean, you lady man, we all, we all, we find some, we men, we find some elixir, some potion, some pill to make us strong and whatever and vital. We'll take it. We'll spend $80 a jar on that stuff. But the word of God is the secret to life. Amen. It says these words are the secrets to life and health to all who discover them. Amen. They bring, another one says, they, the words, bring health to the whole body. To the whole body. I like that. What sounds better to you? Um, Amputation? Injections? Expensive pharmaceuticals? And listen, in the natural, do whatever you got to do. I'm not, you shouldn't be condemned by that at all. I'm just saying. If these words are true, if these words can be trusted, I don't know how y'all aren't running around not shouting. I heard this before. Well, I have too, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that if, and especially while things are good, come on, you young people, while you're young. Amen. Praise God while you feel good. Find the words. Feed on the words. Fellowship much with the words. Amen. Because they'll keep you free from disease. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I've been living in divine health for over 25 years. And they say, oh, if you just got good genes, you're just young, you just wait. Well, they've been saying that to me for 25 or 30 years. And many people, plenty of people have died since they started saying that to me, and I'm still here. I've never spent one night in the hospital as a patient. Never. Never since I got with the Lord sprained anything, broke a bone. Never had a surgery. 
I let that dermatologist cut me right here because she said that little place on your skin needs to come off and she left me a big old nasty scar. I won't ever do that again. Amen. Now, it's fine. I mean, it's, I, listen, I don't want you to get the wrong way. Okay, pastor's anti-doctor. I'm not. I'm just saying there's a higher, a higher. We looked last week at our covenant of healing and that he is our surgeon. He is our physician. He is our great healer. Well, but I don't know. What about Grandpa then? I don't know about Grandpa. I, 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 don't ask me about Grandpa. I don't know Grandpa. I don't know why whatever happened to your Auntie May. What does that have to do with the Word? Will they believe the Word? Evidently not. Evidently not. I know that, that sounds kind of hard, doesn't it? But if Auntie May declared she believed the word and she died early. She didn't believe the word then, did she? Because when you get to that, either the word failed or Auntie May failed and the word is God, so I'm going to love Auntie May. Auntie May's like a lot of us who didn't see it all, didn't know it all, didn't get taught very well. Let's just put the perfection over here on Auntie May. Where is she today? She's in heaven running up and down the streets of gold. Don't feel bad for Auntie May. But I'm t- I, I have no tolerance for people blaming God and the word for the failure. Hallelujah. I'm doing better preaching than you are amen. Amen. I, this is a recipe for long life and healing and health. If the, if the word can be trusted. And if this passage can't get her done, then it's false. And that's connected to Psalm 102, or Psalm 107 because it says He sent His Word to heal us. So that's false. And then Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, that's false. So is there anything in there that we can trust? Oh yes, John three sixteen that God so loved the world that we can trust that one? Well, can we trust that one? Because if Proverbs 4 isn't trustworthy, then what makes we, us think we, that John three sixteen is trustworthy? Maybe there is no Lamb's Book of Life. Maybe we should all just go to the club after this. Right? No, we do believe these things, don't we? Well, then don't throw your faith away. Don't throw your confidence away. Don't throw away what you know, but do what you know. Amen. Do what you know, and you will enjoy the fruit of it. He is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. He will not fail. He hasn't lied. His word is true. It's all true. When I die, I'm going to go to heaven. If I die tonight, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to see my mama. Amen. Now, I'm not going tonight, but I'm just saying, what am I? The word is true. It can be trusted. God, if anybody can be trusted, God can be trusted. Amen. Stand up on your feet tonight. Praise God. You know, one of the things the Bible says, the Bible says, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. No, is that not one? I got a bad translation. Okay. It says, They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Now, I know we have, and we have a greater regard for the word, but we just, we're so natural, it's just so easy to slip back. Your hands laid on us, and then a little pain comes along in the car, and then we say, Well, because the pain showed up at the car, that it didn't work. No, have more regard for the word than that. 
don't judge the word by your feelings. Measure the word and judge the word by who said the word. Amen. And elevate that wonderful word, whether it's about your finances, whether it's about who he, what he says about you, or your healing or health, or what he said would happen when hands are laid upon the sick. So before we go tonight, if you'd like me to lay hands on you.